Hello and welcome to The Bookmark, a podcast of the Wabash Carnegie Public Library. I'm Rachel. And I'm Laura. And this is Take Two on this the month of November. Take Two on the month of November because buttons sometimes don't click. Legitimately. And I keep looking at it. Yeah. And, okay. So I keep looking at our podcast recorder and it was not clicking in my head that we, I, I, did not hit the record button. Listen, you so, may have even hit the record button and it just gave you the proverbial podcast mm-hmm. middle finger. So basically what you've missed is us talking about Thanksgiving and COVID and COVID a whole bunch and memories of the past few Thanksgivings, which were not tumultuous. great. Tumultuous. At best. No. So how are your reading goals going, Rachel? <laughs> They're not. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Let's see if we could do this. This is I'm just going to say, like, the most important thing that we lost is this. Everybody is human. And we all have times where we are in love with things we like to do and times where those things just fall to the wayside. So in in a quick round of backstory, Laura has uh, found her way through the fog with the help of... uh, Prescription medication. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Finley. is now reading at the rate that I knew Laura to be reading at pre-2020. Pre-2020. So even before this podcast, I would average like maybe like three to four books a week. Just casually and comfortably. I would read maybe 100 pages an hour without trying. And that means you finish books pretty quick. Yes. And... That doesn't mean that I'm rushing. I just fully enjoy things. I just happen to have a really high word count when I read. Right. And then I had COVID, I believe, at the start of 2020, before they even had testing that was accurate. Suddenly, I could not concentrate long enough to read more than like maybe two pages at a time. And it would take me like 15 minutes to get through a chapter. Cut to, that's what I'm experiencing Yes. And it happens to all of us. And I guess the most important thing for people to take away is that even though we love books, we talk about books constantly, we are immersed in books every day here. Yes. That does not mean that we do not have times in our lives where the books, they do not get read. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And that's okay. True. And uh, Laura is here to tell you that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, there is. And sometimes it comes in a little brown bottle that shakes. Uh, And I am here to tell you that sometimes uh, it sucks to be stuck in the middle of the tunnel and to feel like you have a hundred other things that take precedence over the thing Mm -hmm. you wish you really wish you wanted to do. Uh, But that's okay. And And self-loathing shouldn't factor into it. Yes. Is all I'm saying. Check the show notes for a list of things Laura has read. Yeah. Because it's extensive. And I can't remember them. And like the titles and the authors. I've read a lot of Dorothy Sayers Mm -hmm. um, and uh, partially because I wanted to talk about it at our live podcast, which Mm -hmm. you should Mm -hmm. have already heard at this point. Yes. Um, I wanted to read A Strong Poison by Dorothy Sayers. Mm -hmm. So I just ordered a bunch of her books and then just plowed through them. By the way. Just as a side note, thank you if you're listening to this and yeah. you came to our live podcast record last week. It was fun. Yes. I'm saying, is, no, we haven't experienced it yeah. yet, but I, um, I know it's going to be fun. We record it in a week and we are really looking forward to it. I'm a little nervous, um, but thanks for coming out and hanging out with us. And if you yeah. weren't able to, but you downloaded it and listened to it, thank you for that as well. Um, I will say that. 
in the absence of reading a book, I have purchased an entire book series. Yes. And watched a television show adapted from it. So for my birthday, I got the entire box set of The Mortal Instruments, and which I have read five-sixths of. I never read the last one because I got mad at the fifth one. I don't um, blame you. And then I also got The Dark Artifices. And then because they were on sale during Prime, Marion just bought the box set of The Infernal Devices That's as well. That's great. So we have all of the Cassandra Clare well, not all of them. I have the Red Scrolls of Magic. Are you missing the chain of, um, chain of iron, chain of gold, chain Th- of thorns? That's the most recent one, yeah. right? Yeah. We don't have that one yet. Okay. Um, they don't have pretty paperbacks yet. Yeah. They come in a box set. They And all of our box, box sets set. go together except for my Red Scrolls of Magic because I bought it at Half Price Books yeah. when I was on vacation. Well, to be fair, I don't think that they did the spines of those to match. The one that I – no, I don't think they did either. The one that I have – has like a different cover on it than the original and then there's another white something lost book of oh the book of the white uh, the book of white or whatever um and there's supposed to be a a black one like book of the black or something like that yeah um and that might be the lost book book of the black i don't know well but regardless that's supposed to be coming out but it's supposed to be coming out in like theoretically last year okay but now it's going to probably be next year or the year after that okay um but they're fun they're, yeah they're just so lighthearted. maybe i'll start reading those again because the whole reason i bought them is because i got super into shadow hunters sure which has been uh canceled since 2019 so it's not i watched that in 2020 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i subscribed to hulu just to be able to watch it so did i um and thoroughly enjoyed it we both yeah. did it's very different it is, and it's not. It, it bears a resemblance yeah. to the books. Yeah, but that's kind of what I would classify it as. <laughs> yeah, bearing a resemblance. Yeah, it's but it's fun. It is fun, and it's it is very much my wheelhouse. Yeah, my kind of fandomy wheelhouse kind of show, which is a little cheesy, a little uh, goofy, uh, very melodramatic. Yes, but still a whole bunch of fun. If you liked the Vampire Diaries, yes. you'll like this. Eh, even if you didn't, you no. might. You know what? I'm not. Listen. I was a huge Supernatural fan. I was not a big Vampire Diaries I, fan. I hate watch the Vampire Diaries mm. simply because I wanted to keep a death counter of how many times each character died and was <laughs> brought back to life. Because Alaric died, I want to say, like 30 times in that series. I watched. And he the- deserved it. And I mean the author. Uh, not the author, the uh, actor. The actor. Because he's a jerk. Oh. That actor's horrible. I only ever watched the pilot episode of that show, and I was not into it. And you know what? It gets funny. It gets and, really yeah. funny. And the reason why I ended up liking it was not because of the pilot, but because I accidentally watched an episode that was like the second season. Oh, okay. Thinking it was the first season, and that and the snark levels yeah. of that show are <laughs> so high I feel like you would end up liking it. I probably um, would. Very tongue-in-cheek. A lot of making fun of high school people and a lot of people just dying over and over again. Did you know that Paul Wesley, who was on yeah. Vampire Diaries, directed episodes of Shadowhunters? I did not know that, no. but I do know that he is cast as Captain Kirk in Strange New Worlds oh, for Star funny. Trek now. And yeah. it's the best casting <laughs> And after he was cast in that role, he got on a plane and they seated him next to William Shatner at random. 
Perfect. And he had just been cast, and uh-huh. it just had been announced. And so he has all these selfies of him with William Shatner because he got to – he says, I had no idea this was going to happen, and I got to just sit and talk to him That's about cool. playing that character. That's very and cool. I thought that was just, like, kismet in the most perfect yeah. way. And yeah. Anyway, he's. He, I have seen him in an episode mm-hmm. of Strange New, New Worlds, and he's great, he's great as Captain Kirk. So highly well, recommend that show. I uh, If you like shows like – I was – I'm a huge Supernatural fan, though I still haven't watched the last season. That's okay. Uh, I haven't for the same reason the last book of a lot of things. For the same reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you, you remember finish it, when, it's over. <laughs> do you remember when Teen Wolf was on MTV? Yeah. Big fan of that I yeah. was. Um, I would fit this in to that kind sure. of popcorn genre of um, Absolutely. fantasy kind of. So anyway, yeah. Uh, that's what I've been doing rather than reading and that's instead okay. of reading. So it's loosely connected. <laughs> it's, it's a spinoff of a book series. Uh, so here's hoping that by the time we convene for our December book recommendations for the holidays episode, that I will have something. Here's hoping I break out of this. And if not, I will come to you honestly again. And, and just that's say, okay. You don't I'm have still to break there. out of it. Because yeah. you can say what I have done in previous times, which is that these are the books I want to read. Yeah. I may read them. Yeah. Um, but this is what I did this month. And usually I would listen to a book. Yeah. And just, yeah, it can be comfort reads too. <laughs> I'm working on it. Read um, yourself. Um, oh, was the night before Christmas and just yeah. call it, that's your Christmas read. Do you know what Christmas read I really love is the audiobook of a Christmas carol. Yeah. Read by Tim Curry. Oh, that would be amazing. It's so good. I love Tim it's Curry's. We voice. listen to it every year at some point. Marion and I I'm do. I'm gonna have to listen to it's that because so good. Tim Curry has a yeah. great voice. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. Let's talk about what we have coming up in the month of November. And uh, I will start preface this by saying uh, this is what we plan to have in the month of November coming up for uh, programming. Yeah, but October crashed and burned because we were just suddenly surprised by being told guess what? We're going to rip your entryway apart and also the road outside. And also, no one can come in the building. So the children's room has had to be closed. For the month of October. Right. Which has everything got thrown off. Yes. And that has shut a bunch of stuff down. But um, I had a bit of a burp. Um, If we we are told that by the end of October, we will be able to open the children's room again. Yes. We were told that. That is our fingers crossed. That will happen. And if it does... (laughs) It, as soon as the children's room opens up again, we will begin read aloud story times again. Yeah. If they don't, if they have chosen not to reopen us, I will try and find a spot upstairs mm-hmm. to have read alouds. Yes. My goal is to have those started right back up. Um, Can we run back in time a second? Because I wrote this down on my notes and then forgot to mention it. Laura is the children's librarian the youth services librarian now yes you weren't the last time no. we recorded a podcast no i wasn't but um, now i am yeah so laura's in charge of the children's room now 
And so instead of being like, I have to ask Polly this question, I can just be like, hey, Laura, what's your call on this? And I'm going to have to say, oh, dear goodness, did I write that down? Anyway, congratulations. Thank you. It's well deserved. Thank you very much. And uh, on that note, read aloud story times will happen somewhere. Yeah. And I will like watch for our announcements as where, because if I can't do them upstairs, what we'll do is weather permitting, I'll go down to the story walk Mm. and do them. Good call. We'll figure something out. We'll make a place. Yeah. um, Because I just am sick of not doing them. I miss seeing people. I I miss seeing kiddos. So we're going to get it So those will be on Mondays and Thursdays. Yes. Unless there's some kind of freak thing and I have to do them at the story walk, in which case they'll be on Mondays. Okay. Okay. Um, Definitely Monday, though, because I can control Monday. I'm physically here. (laughs) Okay. So check out our social media for sure. Um, Sign up for text alerts for story times, and I will be telling you where they are and what's happening via that. Uh, Inventors Club to go. That will pick back up, and we'll have those upstairs if the children's room area is closed. It will be available at whatever desk is accessible. Correct. Um, on November 14th, Tuesday, November 14th at 2 p.m., mm-hmm. Homeschool Science Club is meeting at the Wabash County or the Wabash Solid Waste Management Office. Yes. With Jen to talk about something I probably wrote down. Probably something. Um, recycling or. Yeah, I just say solid waste management. Okay. So they're going to meet out cool. there. Julie knows the answer to that. If you're curious about that, give us a call and, um, I'm sure on our big calendar, I have a full description of what's going on with that. But Perfect. I don't plan those. <laughs> so that's November 14th yes, at 2 p.m. At 2 p.m. And we will meet there. We Correct. will not meet at the library and then go there. Right. We'll, we meet right there. And then later that week on Thursday. Yes. There is a teen craft kit. And it will be... Um, Oh, gosh. What are they called? Geckos. Little beaded geckos. Do you remember those from the 90s that everybody had? The little pin ones? Um, The little ones that had the pony beads that people would use as like a keychain. I I thought, let's just embrace this um, double aughts, millennial era. Like, let's enjoy this. And (laughs) I had never made one of those when I was a kid. And I thought, I want to try this. And I'm seeing them for sale. And it's ridiculous how expensive they are. Because even when I was young, they did not cost anything. They were dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can make them. And you can make them. Actually, I saw somebody make them with teeny tiny seed beads Uh into earrings. Uh And they're the cutest thing on earth. Uh So once you know how to make them big, you can make them whatever size you want. And uh, so we'll have those in kits that you can pick up, and it will be lots of fun. Do you know what I just thought of, which is incredibly pointless and weird? Yeah. But I just thought little seed bead ice cream cones would be so cute, or like little ice cream bars. You can make them exactly the same way. Yeah, so cute. And what's really fun is if you go on Pinterest, you actually can find almost any animal you Mm -hmm. want, Mm -hmm. and they're essentially all made the exact same way. It's... um. Really, you take beads and you put one end of the string through, uh-huh. and then you put the other end through, and you pull both ends until the beads are at the top, uh-huh. and then you do that continually so that you've, you're you threading through beads horizontally right. to build on your sculpture. So instead That's of just so cool. stringing beads with one side, you do both sides, and now suddenly they're sitting in a row, and you can make anything you want. 
That's so cool. Like you could make a flag if you wanted to, or you could make your ice cream cone if you wanted to, or <laughs> strawberries or frogs or anything at all. So if you can chart something for a cross-stitch pattern, you can chart uh-huh. this beading pattern. Perler beads, yes, anything like exactly. that. Yes, exactly. So yep. anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun. And cool. once you can make it, you can make anything you want with it. And uh, Very highly cool. recommend it. I, for the time being, I'm still doing teen programming. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. if you have interested in that or if you want to sign up, just let me know and I will reserve a kit for you. Perfect. Uh, that's all that I have written down for upcoming events. I'm hopeful that we will have something, one more adult program mm-hmm. by the end of the year. Um, and we will, in December, we'll talk to you about a couple of other things sure. we'll have available. But um, I think that's it for November. All right. For this month, we decided <laughs> that we were going to do a little mini book club. And so I picked up a couple of copies of Before the Coffee Gets Cold by Toshikazu Kawaguchi. There you go. It's about as he good as we're going to do. <laughs> he is a Japanese playwright and author. Uh, this book that we're going to talk about before the coffee gets cold was a play first, a stage play, and then a novelization that has sold over a million copies worldwide since its publishing in 2015. It is, I believe, well, let's introduce our guest and then I will ask for sure as you listen to this. But uh, when we decided to read this book, my husband decided he would also read it because he found it for free on Kindle Unlimited. Is it still free? I'm checking right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, so he's also read it, and he's going to sit in and discuss it with us today. So welcome, Marion Castle. Yay! Welcome, Marion. Hi there. <laughs> He read this book before I did. Laura read this book. Everyone in the world read this book before Aaron I did. read this book before I did. He got a hold of it on Kindle Unlimited and read it instantly. Immediately, and yeah. There was some level of shame that I had not started it. But I didn't want to read it so far in advance that I wouldn't remember it. Right. Oh, you mean like me? <laughs> because I know myself and I know what will happen. And then I didn't let myself read the sequels. Even oh yeah, I, I know that they exist either. because I knew that I would forget what happened in which book. But I do know presently you can get all three audiobooks as one checkout on Hoopla. Nice. It's like a 14-hour audio that has all three of the books. So this one and its two subsequent sequels. It is still free on Kindle Unlimited. Okay, so if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can still get a hold of it for free. As of this recording, now it won't. this podcast won't drop for another couple of weeks, but... As of mid-October, you can still get it for free. So check it out. Happy mid-October. Happy mid-October. It's not a particularly long book. It's also not what I would call a particularly difficult book. No. Quite an enjoyable little read. I would call it deceptively simple. Yes, I would agree with that. So we are just going to... I have some discussion questions that actually came from when this book was a Hoopla Book Club selection. And we will put this up on our website and our Facebook page. So it should be there now so mm-hmm. that if you want to discuss, if you've read the book and you want to discuss it or you read it and listen to this and say, there's something you didn't talk about, I need to voice my opinion. Uh, or the three of you don't speak for me. Mm-hmm. If you, <laughs> if you, This is the, probably the only time you'll ever hear me say this. I invite and am interested in your opinion. <laughs> the only time all the other times laura has said come talk to me about this book she didn't really mean it but this one no i mean it i mean it 
I just, I just was going to say that. And I'm like, I don't say that a lot. I don't always want, I don't always ask for opinions. It's true. It's just that I think my opinion is right. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be your opinion if you didn't. Yeah, It'd it's true. It'd just be fact. Yeah. <laughs> it just, like, you, you would change your opinion if you didn't think it was right. Exactly. So, anyway, let's talk about this book before we get too deep in the philosophical weeds of right Yeah, we're already at the point where I think I'm funny. So, it's a bad, it's a bad <laughs> state. We're starting off hot. This is usually when the podcast should end. <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to say, let's just start with... This book was adapted from a stage play, which I think is, once you know that, it's very obvious Mm -hmm. in the reading of it. It all takes place inside a cafe. Should we give a short summary of the book? Sure, why not? Maybe slightly spoilery, a little bit. Well, this whole discussion is going to be spoilery. The whole discussion is going to be spoilery. This is just like the basic rundown, and it's that this is a cafe. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a cute little cafe down a side street. It's not real very obvious. and No, it's basically below ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a little Tokyo cafe where it only seats about nine people at a time. It's very small. Yes, um, and that's kind of common in Japan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tiny cafes like that. But the, the entire precedent or pre- premise of this book is that there is one particular seat inside the cafe wherein if you sit in it and follow a lot of other rules as well, you can go back to a very specific moment in time for a very short period of time. Um, you can stay until the coffee gets cold. Until the coffee gets cold. Uh, and you can only interact, well, we can go over some of the rules because that's, you can only interact with somebody who's been to the cafe before. Mm-hmm. Um you cannot, nothing you do will change the future or the past. Yes. Um, you cannot leave the seat that you're in. can't leave the seat. Am I missing anything? Well. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's other. If you go back at a point when that person's not in there, you have to be very specific yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. about when you're going back. Because if you go back and they're not there, well. Tough. And, and, oh, oh, you, you get one only, trip. Yep. You, you can only trip. do it once. So, you, yeah, you want to make sure, and that comes into play later in the book, specifically mm-hmm. when they're talking about going to the future instead of the past. Yeah. Um, because there's, the future is unknowable. And yes. so you can't be sure that, that somebody's going to be there that you want to see. So you almost have to make a plan mm-hmm. and hope they stick to the plan. Yes. So this book is broken down into four shorter stories, I would say, intertwined Acts. stories. If yeah, you will. Acts. Four acts. Really? So mm. you have the, are they called the lovers? I, yeah. My book's right here. I guess I could look. You could look. Um, The lovers, the husband and wife, the sisters, and the mother and child. So you're looking at four different kinds of relationships and four different people who want to go back in time or forward in time and look at basically what amounts to look at their relationship from another perspective i didn't ask right off the top but did you guys like this book yeah i did i went into it completely blind Mm -hmm. i had Mm -hmm. no clue Uh what it was about i you guys had chosen it and i was like i like coffee so (laughs) i dig a coffee shop time travel sure yeah yeah. i enjoyed it it's uh very far from what i usually read. Mm yeah it is it's not, however, very far from what I normally read because no. at its heart, it's a story about human connection. Yes, it is. <laughs> and so for me, I, it took me a long time to read this book, but it was not the fault of the book in no. any way. Every time I read it, I was totally into it. 
I was connected to the characters. I felt, I will say the thing that I liked the most about this book is that every single one of these stories does not go particularly where I expect it to go. Yeah. It starts off much lighter, Mm -hmm. like lighthearted, and then goes to a, I wouldn't say a dark place, but a much deeper place than you expect it to go. That was my intent or my interpretation of it. Well, I thought I wrote down, it explores the different kinds of loss that we can have. Mm -hmm. And it's a study in grief. Yeah. So it opens with like a breakup which Mm -hmm. you kind of would say is a more common kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And Mm -hmm. it's more of a superficial, in some ways, Mm -hmm. loss than some of the ones that happen later in the book. I think, too, that I found myself thinking when they were laying down all the rules in the beginning, because the, so it starts with a breakup, and then that, the woman from this particular breakup whose whose boyfriend she thought was going to propose to her and ended up fleeing the country. Not fleeing. He went yeah, to... Yeah, he fled the country <laughs> rather than marry her. He no. left Japan <laughs> to go to America to work for a video game developer. And uh, so what she thought was going to be a marriage proposal turned into a breakup. And... She comes back to the cafe like three weeks later because she's read these articles and she wants to go back in time and tell him not to go. Mm -hmm. And then she finds out you can't, nothing you do will change the outcome. Yeah. So you can tell him not to go, but he's still going to leave. He's still going to go. And so I found myself in the beginning thinking, what even is the purpose? And that question is asked in the book. What is the purpose of going back in time if you can't make any changes whatsoever? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it becomes clear pretty quickly. Um, they don't actually tell you this moral of the story until the end. But I think it becomes pretty clear pretty quickly that it's just a perspective shift. Yeah, and you're not changing the other person. A lot yes. of people who are going back are thinking, I'm going to change this person's mm-hmm. mind mm-hmm. or I'm going to have an impact on this person. It's more a change that's happening inside of you. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, you're going back because you reacted poorly mm-hmm. and you need to think about this yeah. and now you're re-examining this relationship and mm-hmm. here you are. And I think sometimes with the uh, the idea that even if it doesn't change the outcome, there's something I want you to know. Yeah. W- who were your favorite characters? And I will say that as you two both read more Japanese translated uh, fiction than I do, and so keeping names straight was a little bit difficult for me I don't know if it was for you um I found myself thinking could you please have a woman in this book whose name doesn't start with a k yeah (laughs) (laughs) because I'm getting them all confused um did you have favorite characters you could have just thought to yourself k1 (laughs) k2 I know it's kind of what it was what I especially like is that I left my copy of this book all the way over there so my my note of who's who is there. Go get it. At least you didn't like leave it at home. No, I left it here. I don't remember anybody's names. I, I'm, it's been a while since I've read mm-hmm. it. The one that I remember is always Kotake because mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's one of the names of the witches in Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> the twin <laughs> witches. Co- but, but my favorite character is Kazu. Yes. I love Kazu. Because Kazu is complicated in ways that you don't necessarily know in this mm-hmm. book. But when I did a basic search about 
the future books to see, you know, like what they're mm-hmm. going to tell us about these. I think you'll find out more about her as time passes because I just found her really interesting. She is so deadpan. Yeah. So completely emotionless. And then she'll... And very much described in the beginning as someone you don't remember. Yeah. Like Fumiko specifically, when she's thinking about her, thinks of her as like a person that is completely unmemorable. Yeah. But as the story goes on, I feel like she intends to be. Yeah. Like she tries to be. Well, I just think um, that her relationship to the ghost is really interesting. That ghost is fascinating. That ghost is so cool. Yeah. And um, someone that, the ghost is someone who did not go back before the coffee gets yes. cold. She became a ghost. So she's kind of trapped within two times. Yes. Um, and living in memory. And I will say, you guys can tell me if I'm way off or maybe this is a, a uh, prejudicial thought about Japanese literature, but that <laughs> was the moment where I found myself going, feels like a Japanese book to me mm-hmm. now when there's a ghost who is well, not doing anything but drinking coffee. My favorite ghost scene, though, is when they're trying to get Harai to yes. the seat so she can see Kumi. Yes. Again, before, like, to go back three days before. So that's exactly. in the, the sisters section. And you can only sit in this one seat, but the ghost occupies that seat for, most for all of, of the like time. five minutes at a time yeah so you can't sit there if she's sitting there and she won't get up she doesn't she can't interact with you and so kazu just keeps filling her coffee cup and she is compelled to she has to keep drinking it yeah and hilariously though a ghost who has to use the bathroom yeah. Like, that's the point of Ken. He, she gives her, like, nine cups of coffee. Exactly. And she begrudgingly has to get up and go to the bathroom. And I'm like, the ghost has to go to the bathroom? Yeah. That's, that's what I mean about how yeah. she's kind of trapped yeah. in two times. Yeah. Because, like, physically, clearly something's happening there. Mm-hmm. And yet she's not really there, except she occupies a seat, so she is. And I, I wrote down that I thought that. Since the, I think this book is just a study in grief, I feel like that's a person who can't let go of her grief yes. at all or move past it and is just living in it. Yes. There was a part of me that thought that one of the others might, might like, I thought, what happens if somebody else doesn't drink doesn't. all of their coffee before it gets cold? Yeah. Now, do they both occupy this spot or does that set her free? I think that sets her free. Okay. Yeah. That's what That's I was thinking. That's what it kind of sounded like in the books. Yeah. Like, you become the ghost. Yeah. So there has to be a ghost. But only one. But only one. There can be only one. And does that ghost vanish then, and she's gone? Yeah. Um, yeah. Does and then it, where does she go? Does it set her? Yeah. Where does she go? Because it's not like she died. Yeah. She's cursed. Yes. Right? And uh, Fumika, in the beginning, tries to pull her out of her seat. Yeah. And gets cursed herself, but not, like, it's like a physical yeah shaking just not like a pressure that's yeah. holding it's her down pain yeah mm-hmm. uh, she's interesting to me i like the question on this list that is which of the rules do you think are fair and which do you think are the most maddening <laughs> i think having to wait for the ghost to move <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. yeah is maddening yeah well that's why you have fusagi or is it it's fusagi he comes in and wants to go he wants to sit in the seat yeah because he wants to go back but he kind of always grows tired of waiting for the ghost to leave and just gets up and leaves mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like well i'll try it again tomorrow so yeah that one 
I think I understand that the only being able to do it once. Mm-hmm. Although I think to me, I would almost rather it be, you can only go to one time period mm-hmm. once. Like you can't keep going back to the same yeah. day and the same time over and over again. But if you decided you wanted to go back to different time periods, but then you just have people lined up waiting all the time. And so going I guess back I to talk to this person, going back to, you'd have yeah. people living in their past. Yeah. I don't know that there's any of the rules that bother or that don't make sense by the end. Yeah. Did either of you find yourselves trying to think of a loophole to the rules? Like myself. I didn't, but I'm not surprised that you did. (laughs) I was thinking, you know, those hand warmers that hunters use, why couldn't you stash some of those in your pocket and pop them and put them around, hold them around the cup to keep it warm long, you know? Bring one of those ember mugs. Yeah. Then you just transfer your coffee to the ember mug. Well, there's a very specific set coffee pot and cup set yeah so and I that's think what it's served to you in but that doesn't necessarily say that that's what it has to stay in no it's true this kept coming up in all the questions that i saw and i'm it it's interesting to me and i'm curious to hear your takes on it because the, a lot of the discussion questions that i have seen talk about the the topic of duty mm-hmm. and the concept of duty and how it keeps coming up or its centrality to this novel. And I, it's not that I didn't, like I, now that I think about it in retrospect, and this is kind of what I think, Laura, what you were saying when you call it a deceptively simple book, is that I wasn't thinking as I was reading it about the fact that every one of these stories is not necessarily people leaving or, people abandoning other people but something other than their relationship taking precedence yeah over it so in um in the first story you've got a guy who from the outset of their relationship wanted this thing this job he had been wanting to go and work for this company mm-hmm. for goro had been wanting to go and work for this company since Fumika met him. Yeah. And he wasn't going to not do it just because he had met and started dating this girl. And then you move on from that. And the second story, you've got Kotaku, who Kotake, who is basically says, I will, when my husband no longer remembers me, I will be his nurse because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And then you have Kumi, in the sister story who has stayed and run this in because that's her duty to her parents and Harai who has run away from it, from that duty. And so it is there in every story, yeah. which I find interesting upon further reflection. But is there any, was there any point where you thought that a person was either choosing errantly choosing duty over something else or was it written in an understandable fashion i guess well um what's the the woman's name that serves the the coffee and explains the rules kazu so she she has a duty to everyone that 
that comes in there. That's true. You know, it's she takes it upon herself to make sure that she goes over the rules and mm-hmm. says you have to make sure that you follow this. She's mm-hmm. the one that prepares everything and brings it out there. It's true. Um, so, I mean, her duty is to the people that wish to use the mm-hmm. cafe's facilities for... And is not without emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that she gives Harai the timer yeah. before she goes back to see her sister, who has already passed away in the present, mm-hmm. and she's going back to see her before that. Um, and she's the only one that she gives that timer to, because she says when you go back to see someone who's passed, it's really hard to remember yeah. to come back. Um, and so it's not without... And, and even in the end, when Kai wants to go back... Kazu is the one who says, okay, let's do it. Like, she, she takes that mm-hmm. seriously. The Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting that Kazu is giving that timer to someone who she's afraid will stay um, because of the lost loved one who has passed away, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened to the ghost. Yeah. So maybe she's thinking, what if this person had had a timer? Yeah. Would they have yeah. come back instead of staying too long? That's, again, I feel like there's something there. Something between the two of them, her and that ghost. Yeah, and yeah. And find out what it is. It's interesting. Have you looked any further to see if the ghost shows up in any of the other stories? Like if the story of the ghost shows up? I don't up? know if the story of the ghost does, okay. but the ghost is a character in the other books. Okay. Here's a thing that I did not think about until after the fact. I'm going to ask you this question, and I want to know what each of you think. The magic. Did you deduce it is found in the cafe, the coffee, the staff, or the seat? Yes. <laughs> There's so much ceremony, and if the ceremony isn't followed, I feel like it can't happen. Uh-huh. So since you have to do all of the things in order for the, the magic to work, if you remove any one of those things, it won't, then it's in all of the things. It's all of the things. What yeah, do you think? That's that's the way I thought of it. I, I considered it more a combination specifically of the person preparing it because Kazu was mm-hmm. the one that did it every, every time. time. Yeah. And the beverage itself because it was a specific coffee that mm-hmm. they, you mm-hmm. know, grinded up. Yeah, don't, doesn't somebody talk about how it tastes up? different than... It's interesting because I didn't... And maybe speaks to the the human story. If you think you are not a person who... If you're a person who doesn't like magical realism, so this book doesn't sound like it's for you, Mm -hmm. I will say that this book is far more a human relationship story because to me, it didn't even occur to me to question the magical elements of it or to think about where is this magic coming from? He never explains where the magic comes from. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like it is, I didn't ever stop to think this book would be better if you explained to me the physics of this magic or the the deeper rules of this magic but it makes sense I think you're right that it's probably a combination yeah and there's something special about the people that do pour the coffee because if you look at the end of the book and Miki Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. talking to Kay Kai something her mom essentially and she goes I make the coffee for the people in the seat like Kazu always did. It's my job now. So what right. has changed but about Kazu? But still around. Yeah, but what has changed yeah. about her? What yeah. has changed to to make that different? So yeah. I'm curious if they'll go into that in another book. But 
clearly there's something special about the person who does that. Is it an age thing? Does that person need to be young? Um, yeah. Does that person need to not have experienced loss? Does that person need to have experienced loss young? There's a lot about that cafe that I want to know more about. Yeah. Because there's a there's a brief moment where they talk about how it's what over a hundred years old and it and was it predates cafe culture in Japan. Yeah. So what was it first? Like yeah. And does that play into yeah. where that magic comes from? Like whoever whoever built it or I thought that was interesting. Um, Did someone go to the cafe and be like, hmm, I want to go back in time. Oop, okay, I guess I have to found a cafe. <laughs> it's like, did the cafe invent itself? I don't know. It's just interesting. You know what's really funny is there's a question on here that I didn't even see, which is discuss this novel's more sentimental, magical realism approach to time travel versus stories most rooted in science fiction. Do you wish to know more about the te- technical aspects of time travel through the cafe? No. No. <laughs> I, I find that a lot with magical realism, and if it's done well, and it, it often is not, um, you don't care why magic works. You just are enjoying the experience and the atmosphere. And with science fiction, like, they have to tell you. But there's, there's less, um, less emotion in it yeah. than with magical realism. If you obviously take the cafe out of it but if you had how do you talk about this book without saying if you had the chance to go back to one very specific moment in time for a very short period of time like let's say 20 minutes yeah do you can you pinpoint a time in your head that you would if knowing you couldn't change the outcome of anything obviously taking the cafe uh, and the the person has to have been there before Mm -hmm. but just anything that you could do a short when I was reading this the only thing I could think about when I was considering that is that the only person I would want to talk to is my younger self Mm. like there Mm -hmm. are things that I feel like someone should know but that someone is me and it's to make my life feel better more comfortable easier but that changes an outcome. It does. And you can't And do you can't that. do it. So you can't talk to yourself. That's yeah. not a thing. But, like, I'd like to go back and be like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And and that's all that has to be there. Just an it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Or a, hey, you know what? Go to the flipping doctor. <laughs> Any of these things. <laughs> Any of these things. Find a new doctor. I'm feeling very um, attacked right now. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to attack <laughs> you, but you know, I I had a very big health issue right as I was graduating from high school, and part of the reason why it was as terrible as it was is because no one was listening to me at right. my doctor's office, and if someone had, I probably would have had an easier go of it. Yeah. Now, going back in time and telling my younger self or my mother, mm-hmm. go to a different doctor, that that would have had a profound impact on my life, but you can't impact your own life. Yeah. So it's like, see, if I would go back and see someone I even loved, mm-hmm. you know, like I would want to go back and talk to my grand again. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't drink coffee at a coffee shop. <laughs> she was British. No, but I Tea think about nothing. like, I think about like, um, if I could go anywhere. Yeah. Not somewhere I necessarily had been before. And I could take 20 minutes. I go back to the end of 2016 and meet Beckett in person. Yeah. And it wouldn't as, which is my nephew who passed away in, in early 2017 mm-hmm. while living overseas. So I never met him in yeah. person. And so knowing that it wouldn't change the outcome. 
mm-hmm. he'd still pass away at four months old, but I would have held him. Yeah. Maybe. That's the one thing that I can think of that wouldn't, because everything else I can think of, I would want to change an outcome. Yeah. Like even when it comes to my grandma who passed away during COVID at a time when nobody could be there with her. Yeah. So she was in a hospital room and technically not alone. There was a nurse in the room. But still. When she passed, but none of her family Mm -hmm. could be there. That's always sat really wrong with me that she was by herself. Well, it did until I realized she never wanted anybody around. I mean, to be in that room with her so that she wasn't alone. But that would be for me. That, and that's not the thing. That's always a something. Yeah. For so I think, yeah. And any other thing I can think of would be to try to get a message to somebody. Yeah. Beforehand. Well, you know, I would go back in time and eat a really good meal that I ate. Like stab another one. Just let me let me eat this sandwich again. Let me eat this pasta again. That would be fun, but that's not what this is. It's the cafe. It's always the same cafe. It's always the same cup of coffee. Yeah. Like there's a real sappy part of me that ugh, this is so mushy. You're gonna be so embarrassed by me when I say this. I'm already grossed out. But there's there's a small part of me that thinks like because you and I, my Marion, my husband, grew both grew up here. We knew some of the same people. We went to different schools, but we never met until we had both moved away from here and come back to here, and our lives had taken very different paths. And there's a part of me that thinks, like, if I could have 15 minutes to, like, be at a Southwood basketball game or to walk into Penguin Point or something and just be like, hey, uh, it's going to be a while, and this path is going to have a lot of twists and turns but someday you're going to come back around to that guy over there but what is that because it wouldn't change anything necessarily but I think it would on some level you probably your younger self would take one look at me and be like uh-uh no my younger self would have then probably made a lot of different choices <laughs> uh, along the way no I would uh <laughs> I would probably go back to see my dad and just tell him about his grandkids. I yeah. mean, he knew Tay. Right. But she was so small. I mean, now she's a high school teacher and a yeah. professor. And yeah. so just to tell him about that stuff, I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a feeling that would be who you would want to go see. Um, as you're talking about this being a book about grief. Yeah. I think all of us are like, if we could go back and have one more chance to talk to somebody that we didn't get a chance. Yeah. That, that was taken from us extremely unexpectedly mm-hmm. or in a time and when we weren't looking for it. And I think that's one of the reasons why I don't really feel like I need to go and talk mm-hmm. to my grand because we knew. Right. Like she you was said told what you needed to over say. and over and over again that this would be the last illness. This would be the last time. And um, she she said, I'll be here as long as you need me mm. because she had, she had kind of felt that that was a word from God, that she mm. would be here as long as we needed us or we needed her. And I would argue that we always needed her sure. and we continue to need her. But, um, that was how she felt. So she must've felt like we were okay. Yeah. Um, because she held on through so much until finally she let go. So I think uh, we said goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, we've kind of gone over the questions that are the discussion questions that are on the Mm -hmm. list. But is there anything else about the book that you want to 
there's some humor in this book. There I would is. say not like laugh out loud moments, but really kind of, I know. Do you want to talk about the one that you found so funny in the end? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, just because you don't know it first, um, when their daughter comes back and she's like, I want to get a picture with somebody. And he's like, is it me? No. <laughs> yeah, because she knows her dad. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So that that well, just let me go back me in time and take a selfie. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is what I want. Now the only other thing that I wrote down is that we have examples of people who are living in the past, people who are living in the present, and then we have Kay who's living for the future, and that's like the ideal live for the future. Yeah, and yeah. That's my other note. That let me just tell you yesterday. The crying that I did reading the end of this book is yes. all I'm going to say. I will say the one thing that, so yeah, I was saying yesterday was a rough day for me and I was finishing the book because I knew I had to get yeah. it done. And the last section was the last one that I had to read it. And I was like, I can't do this. No. I can't. Because I could see what it's was a happening. Gut punch. It I is. I could see what was coming, but it's so beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is the right character to do that with because Kai is. is such a, an uplifting character to yeah. begin with. Hopeful and mm-hmm. full of joy for someone who's been ill for most of yes. her life. And she comes to the point where she's just like, okay, I'm going to, th- you know what it was? The line that got me, and I don't think I highlighted it, but it's when she finally tells him, to, what's his name, Nagare, mm-hmm. um, that she's going to go to the hospital because they're saying you know you don't look good i think you should yeah. go to the hospital and she says that she'll go but she doesn't think she'll like once she checks in she doesn't think she's yeah. ever coming home and i was just like oh, oh my goodness yeah um so i had a hard time with that one but i think so did you have i'll uh, we'll end with well, i don't know if we'll end with this question but did you have a favorite of the four stories that's hard. Mm-hmm. I, I really love. It's a very um, hard question. I think I would go back to the one with the husband and the wife, um, where it's um, the loss is Alzheimer's, the loss is dementia, and the person is still alive, it's but you can't too. talk to them in the same way you used to because they're gone. Because that is the story that I told my mother. Um, I said, this is what just happened. And just me telling her that story made her cry. Mm -hmm. Just me. And I did, I didn't even tell her in detail. I said, this is the, this is what the premise is. And so for example, we have someone going and talking about a breakup, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and talking Mm -hmm. to the the person that they love and saying, don't leave. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we have this situation. And so I, I just kind of briefly sketched out, you know, Mm -hmm. And this. she's sobbing in the car. And I'm like, yeah. I broke my mom. Yeah. I broke her by it's, telling her. And I said, well, then you're banned from reading this book. <laughs> it is my favorite story as well. Yeah. In the book because. It's and that it's, letter for me. It is. It's yeah. the letter. And it is the, I don't want you. It, that's where the duty part comes in, where she yeah. has already said it in her head. If even once I when can't be his wife, I'll be his I'll nurse. I'll be his nurse. Mm-hmm. And then to turn around and have him say in a letter, I don't want you. 
to just stay by my side out of duty. Yeah, I don't want you you to be my nurse. If you can't be my wife, then I want you to leave. Yes. So that you can live your life. Yeah. And And it's like, it's a sacrifice of love for her, and that's a sacrifice of love for him. Yes. And it's sacrifice on both sides. I know. It's it's like the tale of the Magi. But the two cannot coexist. Yes, exactly. What about you? Did you have a favorite of the four stories? No, I I really didn't. Yeah. I just enjoyed the book as a Mm -hmm. whole. Like I said, I enjoyed the interaction with uh, the mother, uh, Kai, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and her daughter. Probably, I enjoyed that. But no, I don't. I don't. I don't think I had a specific, specific favorite. I like that one because I think that there is. I will say this: that I think there's a fear as a parent that everything you do is going to mess your kid up, even yeah. if it's not dying in childbirth. Yeah. Which is Kai's concern is that she's going to be messed up or angry with her for yeah, not being not around. not being able to be there with her. But there is there's a fear that every decision you make with your kids is going to mess them up someday. And to be able to go into the future and have her stand there and say, thank you. Yeah. Like, I d- never. <laughs> I have two more questions for you guys. Okay. One of them also for me, but another one for you guys. I'm going to ask myself a question. Question Rachel. one. Do you recommend people read this book if they haven't? Yeah. 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 And and think about it. I recommend yeah. that you sit down afterwards and you think about it because this is more of a philosophical read. It's it's kind of a book that you read to think about it. Yes. This is not a book you read to find out what happens. It's But th- I would say read it through first yeah. and then think about it. Sure. Like don't trip yourself up trying to think about no. it too much. Enjoy read it, it. And then like even look at the same questions we looked at. Yes. Um, just think about it because it has more of a deep meaning than plot. Yeah. Um, yes. Not to say the plot's not good, but that there are certain books that are designed by the author to just be read and enjoyed. And there are other books that they want you to think about this yeah. and have this in the back of your mind for a couple of days after the read. And that's yeah. what this is. Yeah. What about you? Do you recommend it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do. Um, I'll probably reread it. When I'm not as focused on numbers, where I'm not like, okay, I'm going to read this, bye. I throw <laughs> yeah. it to the side. Yeah. All right, there's one check in a box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, here's my other question for you, as which I can't answer this question because, as I said, this is like the first Japanese translated book that I have read that I know of. You are both more avid readers of Japanese fiction mm-hmm. what book and it does not have to be anything remotely close to this what would you say is your number one either favorite or recommended translated from Japanese book that you would recommend people read <laughs> Yokohama Station SF okay mm-hmm. I would say Erased which it is a manga and you read that, didn't you? I think I made him. Um, <laughs> I watched it as an anime first, and then mm-hmm. I went back and read it. And it, it is a little bit kind of time travel too. Okay. Um, it's a young man who has these moments where he can move backwards in time in order to prevent terrible events from taking place. And he's in his 30s and um, kind of not really living the life his mother wants him to be living. And she's come to visit him and... He's kind of dealing with that, you know, like feeling of being a child, but also being an adult at the same time. Right. And 
he has this flash of something on the news and is now a child again and has to prevent something from happening when he was a child. Okay. So um, he has the mind of his adult self in the body of his child self trying to be a kid and not get caught and prevent this crime that he no longer can really prevent because he's a child. Oh, that's so fascinating. It's, it's a really interesting concept and it's not a really long read, um, but I really loved that story. Okay. And then if you just want to watch a show that is slice of life um, and soothing in a way that some of parts of this book were slice of mm -hmm. life and soothing, mm -hmm. um, watch Non Non Viore. <laughs> okay. It's so cute. <laughs> okay. Do you want to talk about what Yakahama Station is about? It's kind of hard to, okay. uh, to describe. Um, it's just based in like a dystopian future where some type of AI or something just keeps on uh, in Yokohama just keeps building itself sorry you're fine keeps building more and more floors onto the city and just kind of forgetting it, it just keeps reproducing itself okay and there's people that aren't allowed into the city that you know they like scavenge the shores and stuff for things to sell and to survive and it's it's just a weird trippy sci-fi that i enjoyed yeah okay so it's like dystopian sci-fi yeah okay and now i have to read that <laughs> <laughs> you bought it didn't you like site like went in blind oh yeah bought yeah. it from like barnes and noble or something at some point yeah i uh i've found that i've done that a lot lately is uh i like to read a book going in blind without knowing what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. I um, bought one just the other day that I'm saving. It's it's precious to me. Um, it's called um, Crossings, mm -hmm. and it is. it seems like it's going to be really trippy and cool. It's it's one story, but if you read selected sections of it, it's another story oh, in the same interesting. book. <laughs> she has the eyes light up. Yeah. I need this book. <laughs> This is why he's bought so many books lately, I'm Laura. Sorry. Is because Look. every time he listens to a podcast, he's like, what's that book Laura talked about? Oh, I need that one too. <laughs> Look, listen. <laughs> I told her it was her fault. I know. I can't help it, okay? <laughs> and I am reading that giant pile. I am I reading know. the giant pile down. And it's it's just has happened like somebody like snapped their fingers and that somebody was, was a, a doctor who prescribed me a medication. <laughs> And I can now concentrate enough to uh -huh. be able to sit down and read and for read. chunks of time instead of being able to read for like 15 minute bursts. Uh -huh. And so I have been averaging a book a day um, or like at least 200 pages a day since I went on this different medication. Well, thanks for joining us, sir. Yeah, thanks for coming, Marianne. It's fun when we have a guest and it's fun when it's you because <laughs> you have fun perspectives on books that happen to match mine because we're the same person in different bodies <laughs> next hey, time thanks for having me <laughs> next time we need to have somebody in here who thinks more like me yeah <laughs> okay so administratively we will be closed on november 23rd for thanksgiving and only the 23rd we are open the day after thanksgiving and also the saturday after yes and um, I will be here this Saturday after. So if you want um, ideas for what books to buy your loved ones for Christmas, come say hi.
you'll get a sneak peek before. Uh, yeah. Before well, it will be customized. Reader advisory oh, style. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Come talk to me about what your loved one likes, and I will give you ideas. I love that idea. Because what else am I going to do on the Saturday after Thanksgiving in an empty library? Who knows? Because it's that weekend. People are shopping or sleeping. That's, yep. that's what happens. Weekend is typically not very busy in here. So and if you want to come in. <laughs> except we're, we yeah, can't decorate. There's nothing to decorate, really. Um, so if you want to beat the rush, mm-hmm. come that weekend. Um, I think it's keep an eye. Obviously, sign up for text alerts. Keep an eye on our social media. Keep an eye on our website. And we will keep you up to date with what's going on construction-wise inside the building. And if, you know, if we have need to close the building down because we don't have power or water or there's some other emergency situation, we will let you know that way. Yeah. And because as of right now, we don't have anything on our list for closings upcoming yeah there will be some after the first of the year yes and we will let you know about that in the next month's podcast as soon as we know so but i you. yeah i want to make sure that we know for sure what's going on before we tell you that and it's a little ways into the future yeah so uh as far as we know the only day that we are planned to be closed in like unusual yeah. unusually closed is november 23rd for thanksgiving Yes. Uh, a day when you can enjoy your family or your friends and a day off. and, and Or you can enjoy being away from those things. True. Depending. We can just save this podcast and listen to it then. Yeah. We'll keep you company on Thanksgiving. We will. We're thankful for you. Oh, that, that there you go. <laughs> she went smarmy. <laughs> but we are. Listen, she went on four hours of sleep and is... No filter. No filter. And listen, I said a lot of really, uh, really powerful things at the beginning of this podcast that did not get recorded. (laughs) She went no filter, no ability to hit record. Yeah. That's what I did today. So So uh, anything that you think that I should have said in this podcast that you think I could have stated better in this podcast, I just want you to know. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Also bring chocolate and coffee. Oh my gosh, I could go for some coffee right, right now, but I am out of oat milk creamer and I cannot have the dairy. 20, 20 ounces of coffee that I made oh before I left my house and it is gone I have in less than two hours. And let me tell you how powerful this is. Here's a, here's a Christmas gift wreck for you. Do you have a loved one that doesn't have a milk frother? A little handheld milk frother? They're like 15 bucks on Amazon. Buy them. And let me tell you why. I got mine for six fifty at TJ Maxx. Listen, that's better. <laughs> but I didn't look at TJ Maxx. I at the middle of, in the middle of the night said uh-huh. I need a co- I need mm-hmm. a milk frother yeah, and I bought it. one. And this thing can make a matcha latte like yep. nothing else. And it can do wonders for hot chocolate. Do you know what the beautiful thing about a frother is? The froth. Yes, it is that you can take all of the ingredients that you would normally make your regular coffee at home with. Yes. Like, I take coffee creamer and coffee. Mm-hmm. That's all. And I froth my coffee creamer. And I pour it on top of my coffee. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I've made myself a special treat, even and though it it's is the same thing. exactly the same thing I normally drink. I have been having a matcha latte every morning. Mm. 
since so good. since uh the beginning of like the month mm-hmm. oh my gosh is it so good and i have hot chocolate to look forward to mm-hmm. caramel apple cider with that amazing so there's your idea yep um get a frother get a frother because that's delightful because i just drank i want to say it was like a 22 ounce um, iced matcha latte <laughs> before i came here today and uh thought i could go without coffee because i did that and let me tell you how much i want my coffee yeah iced coffee Ugh. with brown sugar oatmeal creamer <gasps> that's what i want Ugh. sorry i'm having a moment where i'm just thinking about brown sugar oat milkshake and espresso it's so good rachel it's my favorite order your coffee at kids temperature oh i didn't know that you can i found that out last time i was at the kroger starbucks okay in Rochester and um, April, who works there, yes, I know her name. She's That's my fine. bestie. Um, she told me that she always orders hers at Kids Temp because she has to have it on her break. And oh, because so she doesn't have time to wait. You for don't it. have time to wait. Mm-hmm. And she goes, all the employees here order it at that Kids Temperature because they can drink it immediately upon it being made, and you don't have to wait for it to cool down. So if you have a sensitive palate you can't handle a lot of heat right away huh. um, or if perhaps you're like me and your teeth hurt if you have yeah. too thi- yeah. too hot of a temperature or you just straight up don't like super hot stuff yeah which is fine yeah um you can go ahead and have it at kids temperature order your starbucks at kids temperature yeah this has been coffee talk this bring us been coffee <laughs> this has been <laughs> the bookmark goodbye goodbye The Bookmark is a podcast of the Wabash Carnegie Public Library, recorded in the WCPL Makerspace, hosted and produced by Rachel Castle and Laura Butler, edited by Rachel Castle, show notes created by Laura Butler. For more information on The Bookmark and any services available through the Wabash Carnegie Public Library, please visit our website at www.wabash.lib.in. US, or check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Wabash Library. Okay, we're going to live. Listen, welcome to the bookmark <laughs> where we thought we recorded about a half hour of audio that didn't get recorded. And so to sum it up, I read a lot. Rachel, Rachel's going through it. Yes. <laughs> For this month, I like how Rachel tries to regain composure Do and my best. I'm still laughing I'm and, trying and she's the she's the <laughs> voice of reason here in this podcast were you recording that whole time yeah oh yeah <laughs> I, I have I, the whole Hershey kiss story good record it good it goes in the bloopers <laughs> I highly recommend Lori Nataro's books there you go not just for that but for the candy apple freak show one that that essay was fantastic <laughs> uh, you look at me I have no idea where I live. I go around the block the wrong way or there's a detour and I'm gone. I've tried to get home from Fort Wayne and ended up in Ohio. This, listen, books and coffee go together, books and tea go together, books and hot chocolate go together. I found a t-shirt I wanted the other day that just said books, coffee, naps. Oh, yes. And I was like, it's my mantra. Yes.